Today on CityCast Boise, recycling in Boise can be confusing, but we've got your back. Frankie's with me to walk us through what can and can't get tossed in the big blue bin, and why getting it wrong means a lot more work and waste down the line. It's Wednesday, March 1st. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Frankie. Hey, Emma. I'm glad we're talking about this because ever since it came out in our Hey Boise newsletter, I've been thinking about it. But like, is it just me or is recycling very confusing in Boise? Oh, gosh, you are not the only one. There are so many people confused. And actually, the reason why we're talking about it today and why we've been talking about it in our Hey Boise newsletter is because we've actually gotten a lot of questions from people in our inbox um, asking us, like, what do I do with this? And can I recycle this? I want to do this right. And what do I do with it? And it's probably not just a Boise issue either. It's definitely a global issue. Uh, we'll, We'll stick to the Boise stuff. But there is is like this just mess of uh, of a global um, recycling market that's really confusing and always changing. And that trickles down to little old Boise and how we recycle. So we'll get to some items that are kind of commonly put in the wrong place and we'll, we'll set the record straight. But, you know, we should probably talk about wishful recycling first, though. Yeah, you in the Hey Boise newsletter, Blake talked about wishful recycling. And I was like, oh, no, that's me. I'm doing that. I'm just putting stuff in the, the bin with like a thought and a prayer, hoping for the best. But explain to people who don't know what is wishful recycling. Yeah, uh, we actually, Blake and I uh, chatted with Peter McCullough. He is the Materials Management Environmental Program Manager at City of Boise. So thanks, Peter, for spending like an hour with us asking, answering every single question we had about recycling. Um, And he said, yeah, wish cycling, wishful recycling. Um, It really happens when, yeah, you just don't know where something goes, but you really want that item to be recycled. Like you don't want to throw it away because it feels bad to know that things are going into the land fill. You hope that it can be recycled and that it's going somewhere else. Uh, But here's the thing. It actually does cause a problem because Western Recycling, they're the people who recycle or actually take our materials when you put them in your blue cart in your alley or whatever. uh, They pick them up and they sort them. They sort them by hand. I have been at Western Recycling and watched the line and it's amazing. These people, it's like the scene in I Love Lucy with the um, <laughs> with the, the chocolates, chocolates. <laughs> going down, the, but they're even faster. And they're like, oh, wow. you know, sorting things by hand and uh, making sure that things go in the right place. And so uh, when you are putting things that shouldn't be in the same line, it slows things down. And it can also gum up their equipment. And if something does sneak in that shouldn't be there, that's it can be a problem. So you should care. (laughs) You should care. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's something good to keep in mind. I think like a lot of people, I just assumed like there's a machine that sorts it if you mess up whatever. But knowing that somebody hand picks that trash out of there and that it can like wreck the whole thing is like very good to know. Does that mean we're not like very good at recycling, but we have good (laughs) intentions? Is that what that means? Right. Well, uh, according to Peter McCullough, again, he actually said that the city that we're doing pretty well, he calls it it's the contamination rate, meaning how much stuff 
that goes into one bin that shouldn't be there. He said, though, actually, our contamination rate is like 10, 11 percent, which he compared it to Portland, which has one of the lowest contamination rates in the country at 9 percent. So, hey, we're actually doing pretty well compared to other other cities. Um, oh, of course, good. it would be cool to be at zero, right? Yeah, let's beat Portland, Boise. Come yeah, on, we can yeah. get down to 8 percent. All right, well, let's talk about some specific things that are especially confusing to know where and how to recycle them. What's number one for people that's hard to know? The folks of the city, they deal with this all the time, and the folks at Western Recycling do too. Those thin, crinkly, squishable water bottles, like the ones that um, you buy on a big flat from the grocery store, and after you're done drinking it, you can literally squish it with your hand without, and you feel like Hulk or something. Oh, no, you can't <laughs> recycle those. Oh, yeah. no. Uh. What happens with them is the, the plastic is so thin. The reason why you can squish them with just one hand without much effort is because the actual plastic, the material, is slightly different than the firmer, like a Dasani water bottle or a Fiji water bottle that you wouldn't be able to do that with. So that's a good indication. Like if you can squish it with your hand without much effort, that needs to go in the trash. It cannot be recycled. And what ends up happening at uh, Western is if uh, it'll it'll get confused with the paper. The mas- machine sorting it will think it's paper because it's so thin. So oh, that's no. probably number one. And that uh, that's too bad because I feel like for a lot of people, those are very convenient. But uh-huh. I guess... Once again, folks, you cannot recycle those. So we got to switch to reusable water bottles because that's terrible. Uh, What else? Yes. So I would say the next thing uh, that folks need to know is basically any bottle. I already mentioned it, but bottles that are marked number one, plastic bottles that are marked number one. So like a Dasani, a Fiji, but then also like a, a Coke bottle or something like that. Those can be recycled if they are marked number one, and they can go in the blue carts. And that's that's a good thing. Also, things like a plastic peanut butter jar, as long as it has a number one on the bottom, which most of them would. Do we need to wash those out? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Great question. I want you to say no so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the overarching thing with washing out is, again, because there is this human element and things get stuck in other things because it all gets mixed okay. together. You know, you've got like paper and cans and plastic in one bin in the blue carts. You just want to be sure that there's not so much material in there that stuff is going to get stuck to it. So for peanut butter jar, uh, the city says, uh, give it to your dog, let him lick it out a little bit. (laughs) And then uh, don't stress about it too much. You don't need to necessarily run it through the dishwasher or scrub it. Do not do that because then you're wasting water. But like if you have a soup can that there's still a lot of soup in it, like rinse it out. Um, But for a normal like can or something like that, like a soda can, a pop can, you don't need to rinse that out. It's fine. Okay, good to know. What about coffee cups? Like, you know, I always feel kind of vaguely guilty when I go get a coffee, but do I need to? Can I recycle those? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hate to break it to you. Uh, But okay, so you think you're getting a hot coffee from your favorite local coffee shop and you think, oh, this is paper. This is fine. I can put it in the paper recycling Nope, because actually those are made, they have a little bit of plastic, a little bit of wax on them. And the overall rule with recycling is if there's a material that's mixed in with another material, like a paper plastic combo, can't do anything with that. It's got to go in the trash. Um, So 
Also, good reason to bring your mug to the coffee shop or stay there and drink your coffee if you want to reduce how much you're bringing home and how much you're putting in the landfill. Um, good to be aware of that. And similarly, Evelyn, our producer, loves iced coffee. Uh, also, those iced coffee containers that are plastic and are fully plastic. However, they are made of a plastic that cannot be recycled oh, in no. Boise. Um which is also very annoying. So those go in the trash as well. So yeah, okay. if, if, you're, if your goal is to reduce how much you put in the landfill, just be mindful of those things. Um, and, you know, don't beat yourself to, up too much because uh, recycling is so complicated and it's hard for a reason. There are companies that have pushed plastic for years in this country and they put the onus on personal people like us to make the right decision, quote unquote, to recycle. But there literally is not a market for that kind of plastic. What about, uh, you know, house full of teenagers? We have tons of these. I've been recycling them pizza boxes? Okay. So if you get a pizza from Americana Pizza, one of my favorite local pizza shops, for example. <laughs> the best. The best. Had one last night. So that is fully cardboard. However, uh, if it's really greasy on the bottom, Peter with the city also actually said, you can rip it in half. So let's say the top of the pizza box didn't get greasy at all. You can recycle that. So, you know, like cut it up, rip it in half, put that in the recycling um, for cardboard. Uh, but the bottom that got greasy or has cheese on it or whatever, put that in the trash because there's no way to like separate out the grease in the cardboard. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Okay. So part two, if your teenagers get frozen pizzas from Winco and uh, they enjoy those, those boxes, they actually, in order to keep the box frozen and not like freezer burn the pizzas completely, the companies that produce those put a little bit of waxy plastic on that cardboard. So it's not normal cardboard and it needs to go in the trash. Uh, just like the coffee cups. Okay, got exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. So lots of things actually have to go in the landfill, but what can be recycled? What can I put in my blue cart? Yes. Yeah, so I'll say it again. So number one, plastics that are like bottles and detergent, um, empty detergent bottles, those can go in. Any cans, beer cans, steel soup cans, like I said, rinse out if there's a lot of stuff in there, but they don't need to be perfect. And then for paper, uh, newspapers, magazines, flattened cardboard, um, all those things, of course, and mail um, and a lot of other stuff can go in. And we have a there's a guide. Um, the city of Boise has a great website called Curb at Boise with lots of references, uh, cards that really go through all the different things that can be recycled. And we'll link to those in the show notes. What about the orange bag program? Oh, I, yeah. I remember that was a thing. I don't even know if that's still going on. Is it? It wasn't ever a city-operated program. It was a partnership with the city and Hefty Orange Bags, one of the large corporations that uses plastic um, and pushes plastic on consumers. They wanted to, you know, have some kind of environmental initiative that would basically turn plastic that is very hard to recycle, that has a, no other use, and turn it into something, at least to have a second use. Although technically it's not recycling, it's like a different process because recycling means that, you know, that material will be able to be that material again. Like uh, a soda can becomes another soda can. This isn't the same thing, but it basically it turns into another material. Right now it's being turned into concrete or like a mixture that creates concrete. Oh. But the problem is, is they have to find a company, Hefty finds a company that is willing to 
do something with this material and make it have a second use for it, which is very hard because uh, there's just a lot of mechanics behind it and chemical engineers working on this and all that. So yes, the short answer is the program is still going. Uh, you can buy hefty orange bags, which are the things you need to package everything up in at like Albertsons and different grocery stores around town. Um, there's a link on Curb It Boise around the information about what can go in those. And that's where some stuff that you're like, oh, I don't want to throw this away. Some stuff can go in the hefty orange bag if you want to participate in that program. Okay, good to know. So yeah, some things like, if you have a yogurt container, for example, you can clean that out and put it in the hefty orange bag. Plastic wrappers for like granola bars and uh, some other things like that can go in there. So this makes me think about our landfill. How full is it? Like, <laughs> should we be worried? <laughs> right, right. Because it feels like we're talking about a lot of things that need to go in the trash. So it, it is interesting. According to the city, Ada County operates the, the landfill. So I was talking to a city person and he was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that the last estimate estimate was something like we have about 50 years left at the current rate of our landfill. Oh, man, that's not actually that much, though. Like when It doesn't you think feel about like it. that yeah. much, right? Yeah. I mean, 50 years will go by quickly, especially given growth and everything and who knows. Um, so so that's, you know, that's a challenge that the next generation is going to have to figure out or our generation needs to plan for for them to figure out because siting a new landfill, nobody wants a landfill in their backyard. So with growth, like where will that be? How will that, how will that work? Um, that's a, a challenge for the future. So at the same time, and for now, so at the same time, what we can do now is try to reduce how much goes in there. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because the, the word that they use is diversion rate, meaning how much material is being diverted from the landfill and going to another use like recycling. And this, this is pretty, it's pretty good. We have a 40% diversion rate, meaning 60% goes to trash. Of course, we'd like to see that go down, but 40% is going to some other use and not going to the landfill. And like, you're talking like compost? Is that like the f other use? Right. Great question. Okay. So of that 40% that's not going to the landfill, 10% is going to recyclable materials. So it's going to Western. That's the uh, the number one plastics um, and then the cans and the paper. That's 10%. And then 30% is going to compost. That's so, great. Yeah. Our compost program, which hasn't been around for very long, apparently is very successful and people are using it and it's adding up. This is by tonnage is how they calculate the that. So 30% of the, um, the, t the total tons of material that goes out of people's ha homes uh, residentially is uh, being used for compost. And that program, uh, we'll have to do a whole separate episode on on the compost yes. program because I love it. Because, we do. Uh, you can just drive a truck down to, they have piles all over the city where they put the the cooked compost and you can load, we've done it a couple of times, load up the back of the truck, bring it to the house, put it on your garden beds, around yeah. your trees. It's so easy. Well, thank you, Frankie. I feel way more informed on recycling now. And turns out I need to be, I need to be paying a lot more attention. <laughs> well, you'll print off a couple of these guides from the city, put them up on your refrigerator and you'll be set, Emma. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks, Frankie. Okay. Bye. And in the headlines, one of the legislative session's most controversial bills was shot down by the Senate in a surprising 12 to 23 vote. 
According to Idaho Reports, the bill would have created an education savings account system in Idaho, moving $40 million in public education funds to families annually, who could then have spent the money on private school tuition or homeschooling. Here's a bonus Boise pro tip on recycling today. Sarah and Carl Hansen wrote in asking what they can do with corks from wine bottles. According to the city of Boise, those can be composted. Assuming they're made from natural cork and aren't the stoppers that have plastic in them, go ahead and add them to your compost bin. Cheers! That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with a fantastic chat with Miss National Teen Voice for Autism, Kylie Welsh. Bye.